88K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. The government moves to head off a possible COVID outbreak at a Kaitak construction site. Tensions rise between Armenia and Azerbaijan as Turkey wades into the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. And in sport, Valtteri Bottas wins the Russian Grand Prix. A construction worker at a site in Kaitak has been diagnosed with COVID-19. The 22-year-old man who lives in Shamshoipo is the first patient with no clear source of infection in about a week. Two co-workers have been taken to hospital with one testing preliminary positive. Seven colleagues are in quarantine. The Centre for Health Protection's Dr Trang shuk says all 500 workers at the site are being asked to take a test, though not all are considered close contacts. Because the construction site is managed by many different work types, so altogether there are other companies working there and altogether there are around 500 or so workers there. So although they don't have direct contact with the pace and also they are not considered as close contacts, but because they work in the same workplace, so we have distributed the fruit saliva bottle to them in case there are other chains of transmission. The SAR also reported five imported cases, two from Britain and others from Tunisia, the Philippines and India. Debate continues to rage over a new accreditation policy for media workers. Chief Secretary Matthew Cheung insists press freedom will not be undermined by the policy of recognising only journalists from organisations registered with the government. He wrote on his blog that the change would help frontline police separate genuine reporters from those posing as one. But critics remain defiant. Representatives of 70 online media outlets today called it a backward step. A spokesman for the Alliance of Hong Kong Online Media Practitioners, Bruce Lam, accused the police of trying to divide the media. As I know, nowadays, at least more than 60, 70 online journalists, all of us are facing the same problem. Is Hong Kong government or Hong Kong police try to stop us from the on-spot interview? I think this is unacceptable. In response, the Information Services Department says it's not true that officials refuse to issue press permits to some online outlets due to a lack of likes and viewership on their social media pages. The government department says as long as the online media organisation is able to prove they publish news regularly at least five days in a week and have an editor and a reporter, they'll be able to register in the official system. RTHK is understood to be reopening an investigation into complaints against one of its reporters over her behaviour in government press conferences last year during the protests. According to the RTHK programme staff union, Nabella Koza is also having her probation extended for 120 days. The union described her case as extremely unusual. She's best known for her aggressive questioning of officials, including Chief Executive Carrie Lam at press briefings. Both the broadcaster and the reporter have refused to comment on the case. Queues formed outside banks today as recent immigrants rushed to apply for the government's latest cash handout. Wang Yinting reports. 17 Bank of China branches opened especially to collect forms from people applying for $10,000 payouts from the Community Care Fund. The handouts are for people who are eligible for certain social benefits and who missed out on an earlier payment from permanent residents because they haven't been in Hong Kong long enough. A Mr. Ng, who was at the front of the queue in Samshaipo, said he would save the money so he can use it for renovations when he is finally allocated a public flat. A woman in the line said she'd hire an English tutor for her son and help her daughter, who is at university on the mainland. She said she found that the application involved a lot of red tape. 
the welfare secretary Luo Shikuang visited the branch and said the process was going smoothly. Turkey has said it will support Azerbaijan with all its means after fresh clashes broke out between Armenian and Azerbaijani forces in the disputed Nagorno-Karabakh region. An Azerbaijani official said that his country's forces had liberated six Armenian-controlled villages along the front line. The BBC's Rehan Dimitri reports. Armenia accused Azerbaijan of shelling its positions, including the regional capital Stepanakert, and targeting civilians. But Azerbaijan claims Armenian forces launched an offensive first. Russia, which is one of the sides in the peace negotiations known as the OSCE Minsk Group, has called for an immediate ceasefire. This is the latest escalation in a decades-long conflict over the disputed mountainous Nagorno-Karabakh territory, which was an autonomous region within Soviet Azerbaijan, populated largely by ethnic Armenians. A spokesman for the Nagorno-Karabakh region says 16 servicemen were killed and more than 100 wounded in the clashes with Azerbaijan's forces. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The family of one of the 12 Hong Kongers detained in Sunjun after being intercepted at sea has been dealt another blow, with a second lawyer they appointed to represent their son forced to drop the case. This is at least the sixth mainland lawyer to withdraw. The 12 were detained by the Guangdong Coast Guard last month as they tried to flee from the SAR to Taiwan by speedboat. Most had earlier been charged with protest-related offences here. Wang Yinting reports. Relatives of Hong Kong University student Kwok Tsi Lun had made a fresh attempt to secure legal representation for him. But RTHK understands that the new lawyer hired has also had to pull out after coming under pressure from mainland authorities. Officials told the lawyer that the Central Political and Legal Affairs Commission wanted him to withdraw from the case. The SAR government said earlier this month that the 12 have been able to choose lawyers from an approved list provided by mainland officials. Projected results from a referendum in Switzerland suggest nearly two-thirds of voters have rejected a proposal to scrap a key agreement with the European Union on the free movement of people. From Geneva, here's the BBC's Imogen Folks. The proposal to end free movement came from the right-wing Swiss People's Party, who argued that immigration from Europe was to blame for a rising population and placed an unsustainable burden on Switzerland's public services and its environment. In the past, the party has done well with anti-immigration campaigns, but not this time. 60% of Swiss exports go to Europe, half a million Swiss live and work in the EU, 1.4 million EU citizens work in Switzerland, many in the health service. Ending free movement would have put the entire relationship with Europe at risk. President Xi Jinping says his government's policies in Xinjiang, which have drawn worldwide criticism, are completely correct and must continue for a long time. The BBC's Michael Bristow reports. Chinese thought to have detained one million Muslims, mostly ethnic Uyghurs, at indoctrination camps. It's also been accused of practicing forced labor, separating parents from their children and spying on people in their homes. International criticism is growing. But speaking at a meeting on Xinjiang involving senior leaders, Mr Xi said China would not change course. He claimed Beijing's policies had laid the foundations for lasting peace and stability in the region were perfectly right and would carry on for some time. 
One of India's most prominent politicians, Jaswant Singh, has died in Delhi, aged 82. A former army officer, he was a founding member of the Bharatiya Janata Party, holding the foreign, finance and defence portfolios during previous BJP governments. The BBC's Charu Shahane reports. Jaswant Singh was India's chief negotiator with an incensed United States after the country conducted nuclear tests in 1998. But he fell out twice with his party, the BJP, once because he wrote a book seen as sympathetic to Pakistan's founder, Mohammad Ali Jinnah. Perhaps perceived as too close to the previous generation of leaders, he was not given the seat he wanted in elections which swept the current prime minister to power. But Narendra Modi has paid tribute to Jaswan Singh, saying he had served the nation diligently. Sports news now. Valtteri Bottas has won the Russian Grand Prix for Mercedes after teammate and championship leader Lewis Hamilton collected two time penalties for infringements before the race had even started. Hamilton, who started on pole position in Sochi, hoping for a record equaling 91st career Formula One victory, ended up third behind Red Bull's Max Verstappen. His hopes were dashed when stewards issued two five-second penalties for making practice starts outside the designated area as he headed to the grid. Hamilton's lead over Bottas shrunk to a still healthy 44 points after 10 of 17 races. Heavy rain and cold weather got the French Open tennis championships off to a difficult start, with the former world number one, Victoria Azarenka, walking off the court in protest. The tournament usually takes place in the warm weather of May and June, but was delayed this year by the pandemic. Azarenka called the playing conditions ridiculous before returning to win her match. And in football in the English Premier League, Spurs and Newcastle drew 1-1 after a controversial penalty in extra time for Newcastle. To end the news, the top stories once again. The government moves to head off a possible COVID outbreak at a Kaitak construction site. Tensions rise between Armenia and Azerbaijan as Turkey wades into the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. And in sport, Valtteri Bottas wins the Russian Grand Prix. The news from RTHK. And this one goes out to Miss Dana White's daughter. <laughs> yeah, Holly, here you are, little jailhouse rock.
Symptoms of COVID-19 can be mild. Don't go to work or school if feeling unwell. Wear a mask and consult a doctor promptly. Ask doctors at accident and emergency departments, general outpatient clinics, private hospitals, or clinics for free testing provided by the Department of Health. Return the specimen to a designated collection point or use the door-to-door -door specimen collection service for a fee. Test promptly for early detection. Let's keep rolling with a little bit more King of Rock. Time's flying by. Here's a little teddy bear. I don't want to be a tiger, cause tigers play too rough. I don't want to be a lion, cause lions ain't the kind you love enough. But as I want to be your teddy bear, put a chain around my neck and leave me anywhere. Oh, let me be, oh, let him be your teddy bear. Baby, let me be around you every night Run your fingers through my hair And cuddle me real tight Oh, let me be, oh, let him be Your daddy bear I don't want to be a tiger Cause tigers play too rough I don't want to be a lion Cause lions ain't the kind you love enough More requests right here. Here's for you, Kevin. It's my party. 